following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. Wait, we're going something different. We are the debaucherous fist today because myself, the Nightmare, and Rotten Jack are giving you our thoughts on the current Royal Rumble that just happened this past weekend. God, did it suck. Yeah, that was absolutely terrible. Oh, it was so bad. So me and Rotten Jack over there are... I wouldn't say we're avid wrestling fans, but we follow it. We don't watch every episode every day. I watch the big pay-per-views. That's about it. Yeah, and we usually get together and like do that together. You know, we we hang out, we'll watch like the Rumble and Mania and did we do SummerSlam last year? No, we didn't. Okay. We so both Summer- forgot about SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. So uh the SummerSlam was the one we missed, but you know, for the most, I like the big two for the most part. Uh, sure. Yeah. We definitely do. And, you know, it like I enjoy it. It takes me back to my childhood. It, I honestly look forward to the rumble more than WrestleMania every year. I'm not going to lie. Well, and it's hard not to because the rumble is a cool gimmick. You know, like it's, it, there's a lot of, a lot of history to it, but there's not the ridiculous pop and circumstance that surrounds WrestleMania. Right. Um, it, it And it also kicks off the road to WrestleMania. Like things start to take shape. You can kind of tell where things are going, how they're getting there. And, you know, it really starts to lay the groundwork um, just as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, so many iconic, iconic moments have happened at the Rumble. You know, uh, every year we have the Kofi Kingston and how, if and how he's going to, you know, survive elimination. And they we actually talked about this year. We sure did. Uh, we talked about that a little bit this year, like while we were watching it, how, you know, how ridiculous they like, they kind of painted themselves into a corner with that, uh, with the two they feet, really right? Realistically, the rule should be any part of your body touches the floor. That's it. You're done. You're out. Now, I I understand like wanting the freedom, kind of like the NFL catch rule. Like, you know, you don't want like you don't want to sit there and say, oh, you're not going to like you oh, anything touch the ground. You're out because you want some freedom. You want some wiggle room like. But the whole thing started with Shawn Michaels simultaneously getting eliminated by somebody or I believe getting tossed over himself, maybe. And like one foot touched the ground. And they kind of saw it, but that wasn't supposed to be the finish of the match. Yeah. So they let it go and explained it away later. Saying that the rule is both feet. Yeah. And ever since then, they've had it where, you know, guys have found different ways to not be eliminated. Um, 
you know, just Kofi Kingston in general, like the one year he was stepping on fucking pancakes. Right. And that's like the most like one of the more ridiculous ones where like he's not but technically his, his touching feet the ground, touch the ground. He was stepping on pancakes. Right. And like, you know, they, they've gotten a little ridiculous with it. And like, that was just funny because the whole thing that uh, the new day was doing with the pancake thing. But right. there, there have been some pretty incredible ones where like he got knocked off the ring apron. Like he was over the top rope, got knocked off the ring apron jumped to the announce table like told and one of the announcers sh- to get off their chair got yeah, on the chair and shimmy like, hopped on the chair back yeah right and like it's been pretty creative but at the same time like there's got to be at some point like we were talking about it okay so if i fall and i fall on my face but i bend my knees and have my feet in the air i'm technically not eliminated because my feet haven't touched the ground right so literally 100% of you minus your feet could be on the ground and you're still in the rumble. It's the most but we've, we've seen people land like that before and they're eliminated. Right. And I'm curious to know if like, if that's a thing where like they fall on their face and then like, like they turn over, roll over, obviously like it would be tough to get back in the ring, but you're not going to tell me that some of these guys wouldn't be strong enough to like, hold themselves up with their hands, walk themselves back, put their feet on the stairs or the apron or something and like right. turn themselves over and like hang their feet on the rope and do a sit up and get back in the ring or something like, right. So it's possible. And it, at some point, I think they need to go to like more of an NFL rule where like two feet or like a knee equals two feet, an elbow equals two feet, like type thing yeah. for being in bounds. But I don't think they will solely because of the theatrics and the ridiculousness that happened along the way. But um, the the big one this year was Kofi Kingston. Obviously, he jumped up on the ropes and got pushed by Kevin Owens out. And he actually tried to jump and land on the barricade barricade, and both of his feet actually touched the ground because he shorted the jump a little bit. And they had to like, oh, crap, it didn't work. Uh you're out and yeah uh, apparently there were a couple more spots planned for him and they ended up obviously having to not do them because of the botch but either way yeah yeah uh it's just the the rumble this year was so disappointing because like they started off real good with the women's royal rumble and vince opened the forbidden door well let's let's start at the very beginning so the whole pay-per-view starts with the universal championship, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. This match was fantastic. Like Reigns, you know, came out of the gate hot, hit some of the like more common and uncommon moves of his from both his time in WWE and the Indies. Uh, I love that he uses the sling blade still, which is something that like him and maybe Finn Balor do and really nobody else. Yeah. Um, you know, pull out all the stops, a couple suicide dives, which normally like uh, of late, they haven't been calling it a suicide dive. They've been calling it something else. And this was, I mean, fast pace. It was great. It was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a super good match. Uh, but what it all comes down to is what, what does WWE want to do with Reigns and Lesnar at WrestleMania. Right. Because leading up to this, they 
Reigns and Lesnar were going back and forth. And then Reigns got got sick before a pay-per-view. So they just on a whim inserted Lesnar into the other title pictures, like fatal five way or six way or whatever the hell it was and had him win. And so you took him out of the Roman Reigns storyline gave him the other title. And yeah. then like that storyline just kind of stopped for no reason. Yeah. And then, you know, so you, so you ended, who was it? Uh, it was Big E, right? Was yeah, the champion at the time. E. Like, like yeah. He ended Big E's title reign for no, no friggin' reason. And like, just to put a belt on Brock, which like what? Because you, you paid Brock to come to this pay-per-view. He like his contract said, I'm leaving with a title or something like how, right? Like what the hell? No, Brock got to have a belt. Which I mean, which is fine. I, I understand that he's been around more. He's been on TV more. You know, he's not a show up at pay-per-views and then otherwise Heyman does his talking for him. He's been on TV regularly. So like, fine. Yeah. But when Reigns pulled out, like you should have found something else for him to do. Not oh, go like, not put the other title on him. Right. So then they needed a filler match for the Rumble. And they put Reigns and Rollins against each other. And it was cool because they played up like the shield thing and, you know, they, they played up the emotion of like rain saying, I'll never forgive you for breaking up the shield and right. All that but it was stuff. great because like, you know, Rollins is doing this Monday night Messiah shit. And, uh, you know, what's he come out to the ring in his old shield gear. Yeah. This dude's been coming out in ridiculous suits and I mean, wacky colors and all kinds of other crazy crap. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, here he is in his shield vest, the, the black tactical pants and you know, the whole shield get up. And the only thing that he was missing that I th- would have thought would be hilarious for him to do just for that one match would put that, put that blonde streak back in his hair. Yeah. That would have been cool. Just, just to mess with reigns even more. And that was like, I think that was the best thing about this was this felt like old school, like telling the story in the ring. Yeah. You know, where, there were different times where, you know, Rollins had looked like he had the win and Reigns powered out. You know, I, I don't remember the last time I saw Reigns hit a drive by on somebody, but he did it in this one. Um, you know, Rollins power bombed Reigns through through the announce table, Circa the Shield back in the day. Right, right at the start of the match, too. Yeah, like we, we said flat out, we're like, uh, they went through an announce table already. This is going to be great. Right. We thought you were setting a tone for the entire pay-per-view. Right. We, it was like three minutes into the match and Reigns goes through the announce table like, oh, crap. Like, right. What are we in for? And all of a sudden, this match is going back and forth. I mean, you see like Reigns setting up for a spear and <laughs> Rollins like jumps up, catches his head between his knees and like goes to the ground with him. And they called it a pedigree, uh, which. Yeah. I, I mean, that's as good as you're going to hit a pedigree out of nowhere. And I mean, it's better than anything Triple H ever did. You know, oh, yeah. tri- Triple H, That if, if Triple H was in that spot, he would have found a way to like kick you in the stomach and set up the full pedigree where like Rollins is athletic enough to you know, like to jump up, catch you and go down with it. Like, and it looked, it yeah. looked good for the most part, but it, to call it a full tilt pedigree, I think was 
a little convoluted. It's wishful thinking. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing just like it was it was really, really good. And then all of a sudden. Reigns like Rollins Reigns catches Rollins in a guillotine. And Rollins is crawling to the ropes. The referee like lifts his hand to check if he's conscious. And it actually looks like the referee dropped his hand on the rope, which right. is pretty funny. And like to the point that the announce team mentioned it. So it was like, okay, is this a, like, is this KFAB? Is this normal? Like, was that supposed to happen? Like, was that like setting up the finish? Like, what are we doing here? And Reigns didn't let the hold go, gets disqualified, and then beats the tar out of Rollins with a, with a chair. Yeah. He beat the hell out of Rollins for a good, like, five minutes after the match ended before he finally left the ring. Right. And, like, you know, he he started getting the, uh, you know, the John Cena treatment, the Roman sucks chance. Yeah. Um, you know, he leaves with the title despite losing the match. And the funny part is the entire time they played up the fact that Reigns has never beaten Rollins in a big match. Um, and to really, be fair, I, I don't even I don't even count that as Reigns beating Rollins. Well, and he 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 didn't. Right, Rollins won not, that match by by DQ. Yep. So uh, they're saying that that this still, you know, you can't beat him type thing. Uh, and I don't I don't know if he's never beaten him at all or if it's just in a in a big match or whatever. Uh, but any ma- any any singles match they've been in that's meant something, Rollins has won. Whether yeah. he, I'm like, now he's not, he didn't win the championship here, but he won the match. Right. So, um, the, the ending of this match kind of, kind of signal, signaled the downturn of the pay per view, in my opinion. Yeah. It kind of went downhill from there. So then they hit the Royal Rumble match for the women. I'll be honest. And the women's Rumble match was probably the shining light of the entire. Of the entire pay-per-view. Like, that was probably the best thing of the entire pay-per-view. Right. And, yeah, because the I you hate the disqualification ending to the title match. Right. Then you have the women's Rumble match. And one of the things that the two of us always, like, commented on was the weird, like, it's almost a Royal Rumble plot armor where you'll have one girl pushing or one one person whether it happens in the men's or the women's like trying to push somebody over the top and somebody else comes over and is like i'm gonna hit the person trying to eliminate somebody instead of helping them instead of helping them eliminate someone like like the like the point is get everybody out of the ring so if somebody's on the verge of going out of the ring unless they're like your tag team partner why, why are, are you helping you, them? Yeah. Why are you going after the person trying to throw you out? It it's always it's something that I've always hated. It's something that's always annoyed me. Like you said, like it only makes sense if it's like your tag partner or someone you're in a faction with, something like that. But other than that, like why why? Yeah. Why? And it happened a lot in the women's match. Yeah. Like way too much. It was just 
a really overly used thing. And if, like, and at that point, you have to wonder, like, okay, are you like you need to find a way for the action to continue and be fun without like so many top rope sail or like over the top saves for no reason because it does like it really didn't make sense to sit there and like well you like somebody almost had tamina out right and then somebody walked up and was like oh i'm gonna hit the person who's almost got tamina out instead of eliminating tamina who was (laughs) like who was a force to be reckoned with right in the match um it went back and forth it was a lot of fun uh right off the bat they you know brought out the like the legends uh molina yeah. was number two like the second entrant and you know she showed she still got the flexibility despite and and this was common amongst like all but two maybe maybe three legends you could tell they were there for the pop but really couldn't do much Right. Because of how long they lasted in the in the match. Yeah. When they come out and like the entire 90 seconds of Sasha Banks and Molina was uh them just like applauding each other, like, oh congratulations, you're here, like, oh, you've done so well for yourself. And then Molina goes over the top rope and I don't even think they even like threw punches at each other or anything. Yeah, like and Molina got eliminated before the the third combatant the third person, yeah. entered like yeah. and i like I, I looked right at you i was like so she's not in ring shape and can't do much because no like they tried one or two things that were easy and simple and then she got tossed like right. you know so then I mean, it happened it happened with probably like two or three others uh molly was no molly holly molly holly yeah. molly and, holly uh the censorship lady yeah i can't think of her name yeah but uh, immediately, like, came in the ring, was yelling out a mic, a la Vicky Guerrero style, and uh, right over the top rope she went. Like, she didn't even like drop the mic. Right. Like, she, she was got... she was talking on the mic when she was lifted up and thrown out of the ring. Right. So, again, tell me you were there for the pop and the nostalgia, with having no reason to actually be there because you can't do anything. And, and like. I think that's the thing that was probably the the bigger like the the main downfall of this match mm-hmm. was this idea of we don't have enough women to run a 30 woman royal rumble and Without so we had to like deep into dragging these old women back out I mean what was it a couple of years ago May Young showed up they had May Young in the 30 women Royal Rumble. Like, yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it was insane. Um, yeah, and like, it's always funny. It's always interesting when they do stuff like that. But like, you know, Kelly Kelly came out. She like. She was in for a little bit. She didn't get immediately kicked. I mean, she got a, a little bit of more offense than Melina did. Um, oh yeah, it, it was cool and interesting to see Melina like trying to hold back tears about like the emotion of being back in the ring. Yeah, it was also funny to see like she. I'm almost curious to know like how much like prep time these girls got 
right? Because you could kind of see the ones that like keep themselves in shape and the ones that like not I don't want to say have let themselves go, but weren't in like working out regularly type shape, if that makes sense. Right. Um yeah, I mean they're they're in decent enough shape that I mean they still look great, but they just don't have the they either don't have the like the real strength to actually do it or it's more of a hey if we really like actually chuck her out of the ring she's probably gonna break a hip right you know like so like kelly kelly was in good shape but like kelly kelly was never also a great wrestler Wrestler, like she never yeah uh michelle mccool is like keeps herself in fantastic shape like i oh yeah mrs undertaker Yeah. yeah i see videos of her and taker like working out all the time yeah uh i actually pulled up the uh list of like the amount of time that these uh women were in the match molina 53 seconds right like to to the point that they like sped up that 90 second roll yeah yeah that's another thing that always irritates me about the rumble is sometimes it's Sometimes it's 90 seconds. Sometimes it's 45 a minute. Sometimes it's five minutes. Right. And like, like and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more specifically during a spot in the men's uh, rumble, but right. Like this one was like, Oh, she lasted 53 seconds of the 90 before somebody else comes out. They didn't right. have Sasha Banks stand in the ring for, for the remainder seconds. of that 90 seconds. Right. right. They brought something. They, she waited like, maybe five seconds then the countdown went like right. like up oh, just speed it up we, we didn't plan for this to be this fast yeah but, uh i mean kelly kelly only lasted a minute five and minute five yeah um other than that you got like other like no names uh like cameron she lasted 51 seconds yeah the other funkadactyl yeah like she didn't even last long enough for um her partner to come partner out. Partner to come out. Who was the next person to come out? Right. Uh, um, Ivory. Ivory uh, was the right Ivory, to censor. Twenty-five seconds. Yep. Literally walked in, spent it talking, and then got tossed. Uh, uh, both Bellas. Summer, yep. Uh, no, both Bellas lasted quite a while. Uh, Bree lasted uh, nineteen and a half, and Nikki lasted almost nine minutes um but then you got um summer ray 52 seconds uh sarah logan who i was absolutely ecstatic to see her back um i don't know if she's back back or if it was more of just a hey we need people and like do you want to do it um she lasted 43 seconds. Uh, Molly Holly, Mighty Molly, takes the record, though, for this match, 20 seconds. Yeah, that was... And, like, I I was intrigued by them bringing her out as Mighty Molly. And, like, she's done had... that for the past few years, though. But, like, I mean, they, they've done it with other people where, you know, they'll, if they had multiple, like, characters, I guess we'll say, they right. like rotate the character that comes out 
Right. Um, I haven't, I've seen Molly Holly. I haven't seen Mighty Molly the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, like Alicia, uh, Alicia Fox was in it. I mean, they, yeah. but they did a good job of all of this. You know, the, the Bellas coming out, Brie getting to do the yes chant was cool. Yeah. Um, eliminating Nikki was funny. Yeah. I mean, getting, getting revenge for last year. Um, then you get you get like some of the like the real greats like Lita Lita coming back like oh, oh god god. Yeah. god and instead of the the thong straps hanging out the top of her pants she's wearing like a onesie underneath yeah she got hiked up like yeah she had, she look, had like a, a but high, she had a bodysuit on a high waisted one piece on underneath like that gave it the same look but a little bit different and like we we were just kind of laughing about that a little bit it just, was more mom rock than punk rock like it was it was good though i liked it right and that's like that's just one of those things that obviously you know she's probably a little bit too old to be showing her thong straps and whale tailing on national television but also you know. like with the, the the pg era like you probably can't do that right so i, I and i don't I don't know if you mentioned this, but like Sarah Logan, it was good to see her back. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying that, like, I loved the fact that Sarah Logan came back, even if she only was in for 43 seconds. Um, She also like that. She looks like she got a phone call because obviously her husband is still in the company and they're like, Hey, we need somebody. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm in mom shape, not in fight shape, but I'll do it. And they were like, okay. Right. Um, it was it was good seeing her back though. I really liked Sarah Logan. Me too. And I hope um like I really hope she's back like in the fold soon. I hope they bring her back under contract, not just for the one off. Right. And you know, it just it was it was good. And then, you know, they had a couple big like returns on obviously she may have been one of them. We we're not sure. Um right. and then of course, number 30, here comes Rhonda. And no, she came in at 28, uh, 28, whatever. And like, we basically looked at it and we were like, as soon as we saw her, like, well, there's your winner. Right. Oh, hundred percent. And like, it, it's funny because Ali cat was sitting in the room with us. She's like, no, no way. She's not going to win it. And we're like, yeah, yes, she is. And yeah. like, she basically walked through everyone who was in the ring. Like it wasn't close. And yeah. I mean, she only eliminated four people, but I mean, I don't know how many, it doesn't, I can't really tell how many people were actually in the ring still when she came out. Yeah. Um, I, uh, let's see. Uh, number 28 was rowdy, massive pop. Uh, Ran through everybody before el- eliminating Nikki Ash. Uh, Brie Bell eliminated her sister. And then Brie was eliminated by Rousey. Then Blazer came out. The final four were Rousey, Flair, Belair, and Blazer. Yeah. Flair simultaneously eliminated. Uh, sorry, it, it's not Blazer. It's Basler and Belair. Yeah. Uh, so it was her and Rousey. And then like it, it was literally like. Charlotte Flair just ran at Ronda, went for the big kick, missed it, and then Ronda just suplexed her over the top. Yeah. And that was it. Overall, like I'm I'm looking through it at CBS. They gave they graded it a C. I would maybe give it a little bit 
I'd give it higher. I'd a probably give it higher. a B. Yeah, I mean, like like I said before, uh, you know, the fact that Vince swallowed his pride a little bit and had Mickey James show up, who is the current TNA Women's Champion, right? Well, like, formerly known as TNA, it's called Impact now, but yeah, Impact, whatever. Uh, she's the, she's not even in W. She's actively a champion in another promotion right so like you saw another promotions belt on his like on his show which is just like, something that doesn't really happen with Vince no never I mean in the indies and with the AEW and everything those guys go all over the place and carry their belts everywhere they go and it's fine but Vince is so against any kind of cross promotion anything that I am astounded that that happened and once we when we saw that happen me and you were both like oh shit if mickey james showed up who's going to show up in the men's rumble that's right not part of wwe i was and like that's always the best part of the men's rumble is who's coming back you know who's you know who like who what legend is going to be in it like who right. who are you going to look and be like shit he's still in great shape or like oh dude your time has passed like yeah and yeah so like seeing that was really really fun it was super cool like especially you know her and she like she walked out had the belt around her waist did her you know did the entrance with the music that she's currently using in impact yeah and like had the whole cowboy mickey james gimmick going on it was great but i love mickey james i've always loved mickey james i have too i had a huge crush on her when i was younger yeah um, oh, absolutely. Had a big crush on Lita, which, I mean, duh, that's not news for anybody, really. Um, if you didn't have a crush on Lita, like, were you even a wrestling fan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and like Trish Stratus and all that, like with the, you know, I mean, that, that was the like the 90s and early 2000s era of, you know, gigantic implants and blondes on WWE television, but like, yeah. you know, Lita broke the mold of that and Mickey James yeah. kind of broke the mold of that. And, you know, I, it, it was always fun. Uh, yeah. It was always fun. And it was good seeing all of them, them back. It really was. I, you know I didn't I wish... like the predictability of the Ronda Rousey win though. No. Um, I wish that like some of these other people, like, ivory and stuff that like eliminated in 25 seconds i wish they wouldn't have wasted that on her i wish they would have tried to get other people like you know get me get me stacy keebler get me trish stratus get me um get me sable get me well sable is pushing 60 i don't know maybe not yeah. 60 but she's up there and um, ivory is 60 right and but like that's exactly why Ivory was walk into the ring, talk on the mic, get picked up and get dumped over the top as gently as possible because yeah. she's getting up there. Like, you know, and it's not to say that they, they, they didn't, didn't try to get more of these people, but if you open the door for Mickey James, why not have her bring a few other impact knockouts right. with her? Like right. fill some of those spots of people. Like you don't need the with other Funkadactyl people. that nobody friggin remembers like no maybe get another impact wrestler out there like That's... how long where where is she on this list here carmen how long was she even in wwe 
um, two years. Two years, and she was an escort, basically. That's it. Yeah. Like, I'm, she was literally... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Four years. Yeah, because Four she years. was literally the other Funkadactyl for a while. And then when... Uh, I said his name was his name was Brodus Clay back then. Yeah. Like, when he stopped doing the Funkasaurus thing, and, like, and not, not even that, he, he started... He teamed with Tensai, who used to be uh, Albert or A-Train, and they called him, like, Funky T or something. And, like, eventually the Funkadactyls stopped coming out with the two of them, and then they broke up the Funkadactyls, and they feuded. And as soon as that feud was over, they got rid of Cameron, like, shortly thereafter. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like, apparently it, she was Apparently she was a women's champion at some point, which... Yeah, that was during the feud with um, Naomi. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, because she started a feud with Paige. Then Paige dropped the belt to Naomi, and Cameron started the the thing with Naomi. And yeah. One of the, yeah. It was, but it was not good. Um, honestly, like when she came out, me and you both kind of were like, wait, who the hell is that? I knew who she was solely based on the entrance music because yeah, she used Brodus Clay's uh, Somebody Call My Mama to come out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's been six years since she since she was in there. So, ooh, what was that? Sorry. I So on my other soundboard, I could have played Somebody Call My Mama and it would have come through, but on like on the, the older one that I'm like kind of Frankenstein into the way I am, it, it doesn't work as well. So gotcha. If I was able to be upstairs and doing it, I would have played somebody call my mama. I probably would have just played it on Spotify, but that uh it didn't work out. Anyway, so the women's Royal Rumble, it was it was fun. It was good. I I I do. I wish they would have had a little bit more at least relevant legends. Like yeah. some of the people that they brought out weren't even legends, but um, or opened the door further for impact to cross yeah. over, but all in all, it was pretty good. I would have given it a B and then yeah. they followed it up with like what really felt like the go take a break and get a snack match of the, of the night, which was Becky Lynch against Dewdrop, which we absolutely did. We went and built a chair. Yeah. We went upstairs and built one of uh, the, the second desk chair of the two desk chairs we built that night. Uh, and we finished, we, we went upstairs during uh Dewdrop's entrance and we were done. By the time, uh, yeah, we, we to came, watch Becky Lynch win, and that we, match was only thirteen minutes. Yeah, we we came downstairs in just enough time to see uh, Dewdrop counter the manhandle slam, and then end up like getting manhandle like slam drop. Yeah, and then getting manhandle uh, manhandle slammed off the second rope for the win. Yeah, and all I'm gonna say about this because like from what I understand and like I've read this on a few places the match was better than advertised but that still doesn't mean it was good no and I I really really need WWE to start being more creative with their big people yeah like every single big person I mean and this goes for Otis this goes for Dewdrop this goes for pretty much every like 
portly, we'll call them like wide, like wide bodied star that they have. Their finishers are like the world's strongest slam, which they just call a power slam when, because if Mark Henry's not doing it, yeah, uh, a running splash, a running senton or a bonsai drop or some combination thereof. And a lot of like uh, a lot of them do the, the cannonball or the, uh, the running like hip strike in the corner type thing. Like, and, and that's really it. Like you want to talk about the five moves of doom. Those are the five moves of heavy set people. Which I'm, like if I get it, if that's all they can do, but if that's all they can do, why are they in WWE? Because uh, absolutely, because WWE is still, despite the in like insurgence and just the surge of AEW, WWE is still the big leagues. Like AEW is close, but WWE is still the show. Yeah. So give give AEW another couple of years, and I think they'll be on par with each other, but. Yeah, like it's it, you got it, your you got your major league baseball and your triple A is what you got right now. Pretty much, yeah. And like you you have some guys in triple A that would probably like would be stars or have been stars in the show, but the roster as a whole doesn't hold up. And it, but it, it's it's leveling out more and more. Um you know, it, it's just one of those things that like like, it, 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 like this is just Vince's brain right now. Like, so Dewdrop was in the Indies as Piper uh, Niven, Viper. no Viper, as Viper. Viper. Then she came to NXT as Piper Niven, and like kind of got over as like this kind of a badass. Yeah. And then she got called up, and Vince was like, "We're gonna call you Dewdrop," and like give you these ridiculous moves yeah and it's like why not just call her betty rotundo and get over with it like yeah but like you know do drop you might as well be calling her fatty fat ass or something you know right it, it just uh, but that, like, that's just vince's need to not have anything from nxt be nxt-ish anymore right but that's the thing. It's like, why do you do that? Because these people make a name for themselves as that character that they're portraying in NXT. You know, they get over in NXT. Why do you change it when they come up? Like some people, he doesn't, but a lot of them he does. And I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, he, he did it with, uh, with the Viking yeah, the Viking Raiders, because they were yeah. the War Raiders. Yeah, they were so in the Indies, they were War Machine. Yeah. Then in like down in NXT, they were well, what do you say? It was the they were the War Raiders. Or the War like Raiders or like yeah. And then they came up to like the main roster and they wanted them to be the Viking experience. Yeah. And then they changed it back to Viking Raiders. Yeah. So like it just Vince just needs it to be not what it was when it was NXT because he doesn't want to give NXT credit for what they do. You know, I've said this to you before that, you know, being from Buffalo, like everyone from Buffalo shared this sentiment several years ago that like the best thing Ralph Wilson could have ever done for the Buffalo bills 
was die so they could sell the team to an owner that would actually invest money and do the things that needed to be done. Same thing goes for WWE. The best thing Vince McMahon can do for WWE at this point is die and let Triple H take over and run the show. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to a point. Now, the I understand some of the releases and like cuts and stuff and really sure. what it really what it was is it all started with when AEW first like started gaining steam and like the thought of it was really like this is going to happen they have a billionaire owner backing them it's going to get off the ground and be legit and not only is it going to get off the ground and be legit but like it's going to surpass the other wrestling like every other wrestling promotion in the world minus WWE yeah. like this was automatic competition so what like Vince did is they went and signed everyone I mean Anybody who was anyone that they could get their hands on, they did. And really the only people they didn't get were the people who were vehemently anti-WWE. Yeah. You know, your uh, Hangman Page, CM Punk, um, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. Like they, they, they got those guys who like they didn't get those guys because those guys were anti-WWE. You know, the Young Bucks are anti-WWE. Mm-hmm. But like they signed everyone. And over time they were just like, Oh, like, first off, we don't really have to worry about AEW. Like they have their own roster. They they're going to sign some of these people, but like, we're not using them. So it's a waste of money. And yeah, they started releasing people. And then like you had people who, because they weren't being used the way they wanted to were unhappy uh, circa Bray Wyatt and a few right. others, you know, and then obviously there, there was the mismanagement of somebody like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So that's a whole other issue that I didn't know that update that until you told me that the other night. Yeah. I so, can't wait till Jeff Hardy makes his uh, debut on AEW. And cause you know, he's going to and a hundred percent. So I mean, essentially why, why, why wouldn't he Matt's there? They're going right. to get the Hardy boys back together. They're going to get the broken shit going again. I, and which I hope they do because like, and that, that's why Matt wanted out of WWE is because, you know, they were not letting him be as creative as he wanted to be with the Woken Matt Hardy because they couldn't use broke Matt Hardy or they could yeah. and they didn't want to because it was Matt's thing from the other place. Yeah. Like, you know, the same thing like uh, Wyatt wanted to be more creative with his Fiend, Fiend. character and they wouldn't let him. It just, they just, WWE wants to control everything. You know, like one of like it's, the, it, the promos in AEW. Specify it's not WWE. It's, it's Vince. Vince. It's Vince because Triple H. I guarantee you, if he was running the show, he would be a hundred percent be like Bray. What do you need to do? What do you want to do? Where do you want this to go? Let's make it happen. Right. So I mean, we're like sitting here talking about this, like before we and we have to get back on track here because we're probably right. running out of time, but. um realistically this whole thing just boils down to i mean like you look at aew what's the one thing that they are hands down better than wwe with every single person in aew is better on the mic than almost everyone else in wwe yeah because they don't script it they say here's the point you should get across go do it where wwe is like here's your lines yeah like and there are very few people they let go rogue. Like the rock gets to come in and do whatever he wants. 
because the rock knows Vince is going to want the rock back. And so the rock can pretty much say and do whatever he wants because Vince isn't going to be like rock. You're done with WWE. Cause the rock would be like, I don't care. I'm a billionaire and I'm a movie star. So, right. You know, they let CM Punk loose on the mic once and they ended up having to cut him off because he got a little too real. Yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, they like, oh, this person's not, you know, not connecting with the people. Well, you know, not everybody is meant to connect the way The Rock can or the way Punk could or Austin could or I mean, Triple H was never great on the mic. No, he got like he got through being like a strong, silent type who talked when he needed to. And when he was good on the mic, it was when he was with other people. But yeah, I digress. Uh, somebody who's gotten better on the mic for themselves is Brock Lesnar. And oh, absolutely. Like he's he's showing personality. He's like, I mean, I've seen him sell for almost every match he's been in recently, which is kind of a testament to the guys that they've had around him because Brock like would legitimately not sell for people he doesn't respect. Oh yeah. So he's he's been selling quite a bit and this this match with Bobby Lashley is 20 years in the making. Like yeah. Lesnar came through, did his thing, left and shortly thereafter Lashley joined WWE. He was this powerhouse behemoth. He used the Dominator as a finisher, which is one of the coolest moves that they have banned because if you fuck it up you're going to kill somebody. And I mean just you know, then Lashley left and there was rumor of Lesnar coming back. And then Lesnar was in UFC. Then Lashley was in Bellator. Then Lesnar came back and then Lashley came back and Lesnar went away, like from his part-time status. And, you know, they finally like brought him, they were both on the roster at the same time. And people were like, okay, this is finally going to happen. And then two years passed and it hadn't. So they finally did it. They did it at the Royal Rumble fantastic and i looked at you and i said this is going to be really really good or this is going to be lesnar goldberg 2 yeah slash 3 depending upon if you you know really want to go the the fact that they actually wrestled twice yeah it was actually really good they were working stiff though oh they sure were and like that's i we i mean there was a lot we we said it a couple times there's there was a lot of stiff work in in that pay-per-view and those two, I, I don't know if it was, if they were like, let's work this stiff or if it was, uh, there was the first German suplex that was hit was actually Lashley. Uh, no. So Lesnar hit the first one, but then, oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, Lashley, Lashley followed up with one. And pretty much dropped him on his neck. Yeah, he he let it go and almost really hurt Brock. And we've seen I looked at you as soon as that happened. I was like, oh, he's gonna send a receipt big time up for that one. Like, just watch. And then Lesnar, sure enough, 30 seconds later, suplexed him what four or five times, dropped him. Yeah. And like it, it was to the point that you could tell that Lashley like was feeling the effects legitimately because he kept twisting midair and trying to brace himself with his arm mm-hmm. because of how hard Brock was hitting him. And I mean, this yeah. was legitimately a slugfest. And again, whether they chose to work stiff intentionally or it was 
just, you know, Lashley worked dangerous and Brock said to hell with you. I'm going to, yeah. you know, you want to work dangerous. I'll work stiff. And then they kind of yeah. backed off just a little bit. Um, it was a really, really good match until they went with the WCW booking of overbooking a match, knocking out a referee interference. And then 10 minutes after the first referee got knocked out, another referee miraculously runs out and calls a pin when obviously you've been watching what was going on and you know, there was interference, but you're going to call a pin with the other yeah. dude still it like, like leaving the ring. That right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole knocking the ref out thing was a joke too, because like they, like, I understand like they got to sell stuff, but like, at least make it look legitimate. Not like you gave the ref a little love tap and he got flung out of the ring and now he's down and out for 10 minutes. Yeah. The referee like walked into the and legs F5. of somebody being F fived and rolled out of the ring and was knocked out. Like as if, yeah, it, it was like, if you ever played the old WWE video games, like when you touch the ref in any way, like you would lock up with the ref and let him go and he would fall down and be out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was bad. And like, that's the one thing that I always hate. And we, me and you talked about it during the, like during the thing or like immediately after, like there's how many refs in the back. Like, this is where I have my issue with like the suspension of belief that you have to have to some extent watching wrestling that you got 18 refs in the back. At least, you know, you're all watching the match immediately when you see the ref in the ring get knocked out immediately within 30 seconds there should be another ref on his way to the ring uh, but what what did it go on for it went on for about five minutes that the ref was down and out and then roman reigns came out yeah interfered beat the hell out of brock gave lashley the pin and then as roman is walking it, out of the ring not only he that he, the ref he the had ramp. the awkward moment with Heyman where Heyman handed him the title belt that he hit Lesnar with right and then walked out of the ring with like with Heyman and then like the ref runs past the dude so like you know there was foul play there but you run in the ring and call the pin instead of right. calling the match like you know it was it was stupid it was just, it was overbooked. It was just ridiculous across the board. And it ruined the ending. It, like it, it killed the ending of a really, really good match and a match that right. people have been waiting a long time to see. And, yeah, you know, we looked at it and as soon as it happened, we said, well, that means Brock's winning the Rumble. Yep. So before that, they sent out the Miz and Maurice against Edge and Beth Phoenix. And this was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Me too. Um, they did a lot. They they really did protect Maurice well. Maurice does not look good in the ring. She is not good. At, I mean, she's really not a good performer in the ring. She did hit a few really good moves. Yeah, she did. Um, like she like so she ended up hitting Edge with a Hurricane Rana and like sp spiked Beth Phoenix with a DDT. Mm -hmm. And it set up uh, Miz hitting a, the skull, skull crushing finale, which is one of the worst finishers in WWE today. Like the, the skull crushing yeah. finale is 
the modern day Hogan atomic leg drop. Yeah. For different reasons. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so stupid. Like, so the Hogan running leg drop was stupid because there's no way that should finish people. <laughs> no. Like, that's just the dumbest move on the planet. This is like that, not because of its implausibility, but just because of the ridiculous of the move. Like, if you actually locked somebody in a full Nelson, it would be almost impossible to sidestep them, trip them, and drive them into the mat. So yeah. you, he hooks them up in like this half-assed side half full Nelson and then drives them down. And it's like, just the way he hits it, most of the time, all you'd really have to do, unless you were so incredibly dazed that you couldn't do it, is just bend over with him and stop yourself from going down. Yeah. And, but they like, they, they have this thing where like, oh my God, the skull crushing finale is almost like, it's almost a surefire win. Like it's not one you see get kicked out of much. That did happen this time. Right. Um, you know, they edge and Beth Phoenix hit a double spear on the Miz. And then uh, they both picked up their, respective partner and hit glam slams for the win yeah it was good i, I really liked that match i thought honestly we both laughed before it started We're like oh here's your piss break before the hour-long men's rumble match and honestly i enjoyed the entire match it was yeah. it was really well it was really well done really liked it yeah, and like I said, they, they did a good job protecting Maurice. Uh, the article I have in front of me was like, it was a weird match with Maurice only briefly positioned as not outgunned by Phoenix. Like, she is outgunned by Phoenix, and everybody knows that. That's why this was a big deal of her coming in. Right. But this was also your typical, and they did a pretty decent job with it. This was generally your typical clunky mixed tag mixed match tag where, match. like, like there was that stupid moment and it happens in every tag match where one person's working over the other one. Then they hit one big move and they're both crawling to their corner. And the announcer like, who's going to get there first. Who's going to make the tag. And I, I looked at you like, it doesn't matter. Either one of them hits a tag, both fresh people come in anyway. Right. Like it's just, it's a trope that doesn't work in this specific match. And I, I like that they had Phoenix like, pick up the Miz and run him into the corner and get a little offense in. Yeah. I, I hope there's a day in the future where like WWE does something where more like what impact has done and what AEW has done, where they will cross genders with the kind like with the, the we'll call it the violence, I guess. Yeah. Because you know, they like when other companies do mixed tag matches, if the guy tags the girl in or like the girl tags the other guy in, they still like they don't switch. It's yeah, you know, tough shit. And you know, I understand WWE doesn't want to give out the visual of a guy beating up a woman, but at the sure. same token, like then stop having mixed tag matches because those clunky rules just suck. Right, but then you have you have women that like like Beth Phoenix. Like even today, she looks great. She, she looks like she's still got it all. She like power bombed the Miz. Right, like Beth Phoenix can still do it. Like just let her, you know, Nia Jax could do it. 
back in the day, China could do it. I mean, China uh, did it. Right. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't, didn't China win the, like, the heavyweight championship at one point? Or she was in the uh, inter- Intercontinental title. Intercontinental, yeah. So, like, there are women who can do it. Um, and especially, like, if you put, I'm not saying, like, put Beth Phoenix against, like, Braun Strowman or, like, Amos, but, like, you want to put, like, Beth Phoenix against, like, Chad Gable? Or even, like, you know, so, like, somebody good that it would be believable right. that she could hang with, like, somebody like AJ Styles, who would, A, like, make it look good, and B, right. it would be believable because they're similar size. Like, you Gable's know, small, but he's ripped out of his mind, and he was, yeah. like, a national champion wrestler. That might right. be tough. That might be a tough sell. You know, um, put a, you know, Beth Phoenix, Dolph Ziggler, uh, you know, Sami Zayn, right? You know, kind of like the mid Carters and stuff like that. Like, I'm yeah. not saying put Beth Phoenix against Drew McIntyre, but like Kofi Kingston, sure, that would be a fun match to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, this was fun. It was a nice, fun, better than probably advertised. Absolutely. I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with the ending. I'm okay with the match. Like I said, I I, I don't like that clunky rule. Um I did enjoy the mixed tag team challenge that they did a while back. We talked about that during the show. We're like yeah. you know, uh Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. I was intrigued by Alexa Bliss not being in the women's Royal Rumble now that we talk about it. Yeah, like I it just dawned on me that she wasn't in the rumble. That's probably the, like the one big snub that I can really think of, especially so you have Alexa Bliss, who's healthy on your roster and on TV right now. And you chose Cameron and a 60 year old right. Ivory. I have questions, yeah. not as many questions as I have from the men's Royal Rumble match, which is what rounded out the show, as it always does. Um, it started out strong. AJ Styles and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who are both yep. very, very good in the ring, have been in the ring together forever. And Those two can work like no other because they have the years of experience in Japan together. Yeah. And I mean, those two are the type of dudes. Like I believe both of those guys could have an interesting wrestling match with a broomstick and you put them yeah. both in the same ring together and you're just waiting for the magic. Oh, absolutely. Um, Bobby Roode, I believe they've absolutely it's just Robert Roode or no, no, no. Bob Roode now. It's it's Bobby Roode, and they've absolutely ruined him. That is the definition of a guy who is still in the WWE because Vince liked the likes the way he looks, but is hell bent on not giving him any type of push aside from like right. the occasional uh, tag team title. run because you know he's got to throw Dolph Ziggler a bone every now and again too. Right. But I mean, it's just brutal. You know, um, all of a sudden, like the, the, the ring started getting full. And then all of a sudden, Johnny Knoxville comes out and <laughs> he comes out in like long johns with red boots, red gloves, a red, like red shorts, red like shorts, basketball shorts over, over the top of his long johns and like rec spec goggles. And it's promoting jackass forever. And it's just, I hate that every year there's some celebrity entrant for no reason. 
And this was, yes, I get he's promoting Jackass forever, but there's no reason for him to be in the Rumble. Have him be at the Rumble, have him be part of a backstage segment, have him be part of like interfere in some one off match that doesn't matter. Have him like something. Putting him in the Rumble is a waste. And this was one of the times that it was like, the 90 the 90 second rule was broken this was a five minute spot yeah like he comes out goes after Sami Zayn, and then like stands up points at the wrestlemania sign he hits styles with a forearm then he eliminates Sami Zayn. well then styles beat the tar out of him or i'm sorry uh Sami Zayn eliminated him sorry yes uh montez ford hit a huge frog splash and then Zayn eliminated Knoxville with the Huluva kick. Yeah. And then Styles dumped Zayn. So like, it, like the whole thing was just a five minute spot for a dude who his entire purpose was to come out. Hey, look, it's Johnny Knoxville. Two guys hit like two or three guys hit their their big signature move, and he was out. It was Listen, though, like it's stupid, but like if you were going to do it, at least have him do some stupid, funny stuff in the ring, like somehow ridiculously eliminate somebody like just do something stupid. See, like, uh, I don't I don't even but, like that, because all in, in my opinion, all you ever do with these celebrity with these celebrity join ins, even if they're in like a normal match or like a tag team match like they like to do, all you do by letting non-wrestling celebrities win matches over legitimate wrestlers is diminish your wrestlers like there's like what happened to johnny knoxville is 100 what should have happened to johnny knoxville like he got a quick quick something in on Sami Zayn, and then somebody looked and was like okay we're done here and like then he got his ass kicked got thrown out of the ring but at that point put him in like a sideshow match put him in a match that doesn't matter protect him with a tag team partner who's going to take a brunt of the heat and mm. you know but don't let him get the win if anything let like have him take the l because he should and then like there were no huge like this match was so disappointing because every year in the men's royal rumble there are hall of famers there are icons from back in the day that make an appearance there was not one this year not yeah. one there was no hurricane helms there was no hornswoggle there was no 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 returning from injury uh mcintyre was returning uh, returning okay. from injury so mcintyre but like okay. i mean he hasn't but, been out that long it's right. not like you forgot about him like i didn't realize he had been hurt and it was one of those things where they actually had him show up late so that most people didn't even know he was going to be in the match until he showed up at the gorilla position. Yeah. But like, it it was, it was depressing to not have any kind of like huge surprise. And especially after Vince had Mickey James in the women's rumble, we were like, who are they going to, what are they going to do with the men's rumble? Like, are we going to somehow see like Cody Rhodes come back? Are we going to somehow see the young bucks make an appearance? Like, is this year we're going to get CM Punk? 
I and don't think you'll ever see CM Punk ever again in the WWE. I, I know, I know, but like I'm just saying, like with the fact that they opened the door with Mickey James, like we were we were wondering, like, all right, I'm super excited for the men's match. What's going to happen? Who's showing up? And then it was your standard, uh, like really the only surprise, and it was a really dumb surprise with Bad Bunny coming. Yeah, and like. So Bad Bunny comes out, they let him hit a destroyer, which we both talked about, like good for him for doing enough like training and stuff to like be allowed to do it. And he actually got an eliminated. He got like an elimination by eliminating Seamus by pulling the top rope down. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he had two eliminations. You know, then like Shane McMahon comes out and he just looks like his frantic BS self all the time. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't even consider Shane McMahon, like, a surprise at this point. Like, No, you really just like, expect. Right. Um, overall, like, the whole thing with Bad Bunny is, I, I think we talked about this after WrestleMania. Um, I'm irritated that they banned the Canadian Destroyer. Like, their own talent isn't allowed to do it, but this, this Yahoo... Yeah, they, they let this idiot do the Canadian Destroyer, and they won't let their own talent who eat, live, and breathe wrestling. They won't let them do it. Yeah, like come on. So I mean, and and let's talk about this. Lesnar comes out at thirty, which we yeah. all knew he was going to. The la- the final six are Lesnar, Orton, Riddle, McMahon, Bad Bunny, and McIntyre. Yeah. I looked at you at that moment and said, the only two people in the ring currently that have any semblance of a shot of saying, okay, it's not going to be Lesnar are Orton and McIntyre. Yep. And then Orton got eliminated almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And you went, okay, so it's either McIntyre or Lesnar. So your final five were Riddle, McMahon, Bad Bunny, and McIntyre. Then he then Riddle was out. So your final four were or, or were McMahon, Bad Bunny, Drew McIntyre, and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like it, it, the whole thing was just brutal. It has to be the worst, one of the worst of all time. Um, it dragged on. The I crowd didn't care. You know, the like losing Kingston's big spot was awful. Yeah, Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny being in the match at all, let alone in the final four, was awful. Yeah, and I mean, so well, I mean, like, it didn't it didn't help that like they didn't have Bad Bunny come out until twenty seven, right? And Shane at twenty eight. Yeah, like, and then and you then had we, Orton and Lesnar after that, like, and like, and then we talked about that, it, like during the during the like during the match, or and shortly thereafter, we were like, okay, uh, you could like you you had Mickey James. James, you could have had Moose come out, who is yeah. the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I don't know who Trey Miguel is, but like he's the X Division Champion. Uh, how about the fact that the tag team, the Impact Tag Team Champions, are the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. who were just recently WWE superstars, at like just like um, Mickey James was. Yeah, like they they could have come out, like you you could have had them in. I mean. But also, like, the fact that not one, like, WWE legend 
Yeah. Not one. Like I'd have settled for Hornswoggle. I like no because that just, that 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 to me just falls in the same category as McMahon, Bad Bunny, and uh, Knoxville. Yeah, but, I mean, but as far as like a legend, like I would have been happy if Hornswoggle showed up just for a, a legend to be present. See, and I think that's like we we're just going to disagree on that one because he's he's an old name that like had a comicy gimmick to him, but he's not a legend. Like he's a legend the way Cameron's a legend, and we're bitching about Cameron being in the Women's Royal Rumble. Like you don't matter, you don't deserve to be there. So like I don't know. There's a long list of people that should have been like, why, why did Lesnar get to go in? But Reigns didn't or not Reigns, uh, Rollins, Rollins. Like, why didn't Edge get a shot? Why didn't the Miz get a shot? Right. Like, oh, I like I can't be in the Rumble because I'm in an earlier match and I'm, my name's not Brock Lesnar. Like, right. That's not a thing. Uh, why was Xavier Woods not in it? Like you had two thirds of, of the New Day, but the King of the Ring wasn't wasn't one of them. Right. You know, I um, mean. And also going back to like the uh, the the women's match, like all these other like random ass old women they brought in, you couldn't have brought the Iconics back. The Iconics are currently the tag team champions in Impact, right? And they're or, both fantastic. Yeah, or like Chelsea Green, you yeah. know, you could have, you could have Brian Myers, uh, which WWE fans would know better as Buddy Murphy, right? Which I don't know why, because it's not like they really left on bad terms and he's married to Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Uh, Decay, who were in NXT and WWE a while ago. That's the, that was the group that. Um, that's sanity. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could have even pulled a, pulled D'Lo Brown, who is not in shape and not like a wrestler anymore, but you could have pulled him in. He's hey, an, he's an impact how about, personality. How about, how about this? Could have brought back Heath Slater. Yeah, I got kids, man. Like, really? Like, you open the door for Mickey James, and then you don't do shit with the men's match. Like, yeah. come on, you could you at least there should have at least if you did one for the women's, there should have at least been one for the men's match because it was such a disappointment to not have it after you did it with the women. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. It was a huge letdown. And like, it's, it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch, I mean, bring, bring back Matt Cardona. Right. I was just look. I'm looking at impacts um, roster right here. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like so many, like fantastic wrestlers from WWE yeah. that are on impact that they could have brought back for just one spot in the rumble. I mean, like, Matt, Matt Cardona has completely reinvented himself for those who don't know. Absolutely. He was Zack Ryder who was a huge fan favorite. Yeah. And he reinvented himself as a, a legitimate wrestler. I always thought he was incredibly talented when he was with WWE. Absolutely. And then like, he just, because like they made him do the whole Long Island Ice Z thing, and like he made it work, and Vince hated it because Vince didn't make it work. Uh, Matthew Raywalt or Aiden English, who was fantastic yeah. back then, yeah. Uh, I mean, Raj Singh was one of them, Rhino's in there, 
Rich Swan was in WWE for a while. Yep. Sammy Callahan was in WWE for a while. I no, mean, even Sammy if you don't, uh, I don't remember who he was, but I know he, he, at least for a little while was under like a developmental contract of some kind. Oh, Cause like the picture I'm looking at, he's got like goggles and a mask on. I don't know what he actually looks like. Yeah. But, uh, there, like there's so many options and like you just you messed it up big time with, yeah you know I mean, not to mention I, like finn balor wasn't in the the rumble yeah how about like how about big Cass? like he, yeah. he's vince's type he's nine feet tall and he's ripped out of his mind right now after getting clean right you know like, it's just there are so many options for like I said, if there was one for the women's, there should have been one for the men's. And we just ran off probably about 30 different people that we would have been excited to see make a comeback for one spot in the Rumble. And, you know, get rid of Johnny Knoxville, get rid of Bad Bunny, you know, get rid of, get rid of uh, Dominic Mysterio, get rid of Chad Gable, get rid of Rick Boogs. Who honestly, though, I was entertained by Rick. Right, uh, but he Matt, was actually entertaining in there. Madhouse Moss, I could have done without. Madcap Moss, like get Mad rid of Cat him. Moss. Um, you know, there, there's like there eight guys five. you could have gotten rid of out of the men's rumble, and we named thirty that you could have put in for like a guest spot. And like, and it would like and it would have been better. Right, and then like, I'm sorry. And th- and this is what we're going to end the episode on because I'm pretty sure we're at, we're over an hour here, so we're we talked about it. So Lesnar lost the title, which means he's entitled to the champion's clause of a rematch, which they only honor when it's like somebody big, in a way, like there's other people who like oh, he lost his title, but never got another shot type thing because like Vince just soured on the person and didn't care. How about Finn Balor? Right. When he won the the inaugural inaugural universal champion, relinquished it the next night. He he goes out, he gets healthy. He doesn't even get a shot for like three years. Yeah. So tonight, and that was, so we're, we're, we're recording this on Monday night, like late Monday night, it's 1030 at night. Brock Lesnar came out, confronted Bobby Lashley, and told him that he was challenging Roman Reigns for Reigns' title at WrestleMania. And then informed him that he would be entering the elimination chamber at the next show that's in Saudi Arabia to contest for the WWE title as well. So, first off, are we going to have Brocky two belts now? Yeah. I mean, first off, and, and I said that, like if, if you wasted the rumble on Brock after like WCW style cheating Brock out of the title, he already had Yeah. the only end game here should be to unify the belts and go back to the one world champion system which I think it would be cool if you did a new design undisputed championship belt mm-hmm. like they did back in the day. And like, th- that's the only end game here that makes any of it make sense. 
Yeah. Because you, you know that Lesnar's going to win one of the two titles. You know he's going to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially because he's not doing his normal part-time, which I hated Brock Lesnar the last couple of years because, like, he would come in, he'd win a title, and then you wouldn't see him for six months. And you're like, okay, so it's, like, now it's just, like, the Intercontinental title is, like, the top title on the show because the Universal title doesn't exist because Brock only defends it once every four months. But now that he's actually doing a full go at this unify it and like the stupid part is is it worries me that he's going to take some time off after mania and come back for SummerSlam. Uh-huh. like he kind of tends to do so are you going to have him win one of the two belts and be a part-time champion or is he legitimately going to be around more because yeah you like need him to be because you've cut a lot of other talent. Like, I, I just don't know. Um, yeah. Like, and so the other thing about that is with the way Brock announced it tonight, like, are you playing up the fact that Brock doesn't have Paul Heyman anymore? So he's dumb because why would you enter the elimination chamber? Like, why was the answer not, I'm going to challenge Reigns for the title at and invoke my rematch with my Royal Rumble win and invoke my rematch with you at Mania as well for a triple threat match for all three for both belts. Right. Like, why wouldn't that have been the answer? Because Because now who are you going to build between now and Mania? Who are you going to build to contend for the other belt? You're not going to because what they're, what they're literally doing is they already telegraphed the ending of Elimination Chamber. Brock's going to win it. Right. And we're going to have the triple threat for both titles at Mania, which is going to be an awesome match. But now I feel like they just completely wasted Elimination Chamber. Right. Which is usually another really awesome like gimmick match that I love watching because right. it's always exciting. And at this point, like, so you just announced it. You announced that Lashley was going to defend in the Elimination Chamber. And now you're announcing that Lesnar is going to challenge in the Elimination Chamber. If I'm anyone else, I'm going, I'm only one. I only want to be in that match if I'm coming out last. Yeah. Because who the hell is going to say, I want to go in with her with those two? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like after watching them work stiff and beat the hell out of each other hell last two nights ago. No. But, Wait, so Lash, Lashley's fighting in Elimination Chamber to defend his belt? Yes. So maybe we won't get the triple threat then, because if he wins the... If Brock wins there, like it would have made more sense to not have Lashley in the Elimination Chamber. The winner of Elimination Chamber gets to challenge for that belt. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, don't understand what they're doing. I really, really I, don't, but... Let's be honest, um, Vince doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, it's it's bad. But so the, we're going to wrap up there because we are well over an hour here. And this is the tough spot about doing it on Zoom because I <laughs> don't ever keep track of time when we Zoom call this in. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been common the debaucherous, the commonly debaucherous fist or debaucherous fist or whatever you want to call it um, <laughs> here on Common Debauchery, part of the BICBP radio network. Find us on Spotify, all the good stuff. Find us on social media, all the good stuff there. And uh, 
With that being said, I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery.